New boots. New boots. New boots. It's Radio Free Tote Bag. I'm Donovan and I'm wearing my new boots. <laughs> I'm Arthur and I'm just new boot goofing. <laughs> I am new boot goofing. We're just goofing. I haven't I haven't had I haven't had some new I think any kind of shoes. Definitely not boots for like a few years now. I got to get my Red Wings resold. Oh. And I just got some Soul of Air, like Doc Martin type, big fucking high ankle kicking boots, shiny black leather. I'm breaking wow. them in. I Are feel you... powerful. I'm excited. <laughs> I associate Docs with uh, goth kids. Are you goth now? I'm 100% goth now, Arthur. <laughs> it's so dark and spooky. <laughs> when I worked at the I'm Renaissance. All... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm only going to wear all black from now on is, is, is kind of the plan. I was telling Arthur before this, you might have seen our social media posts. I think I posted some shit of the comfy, the big stupid, uh, like snuggy hoodie uh, that my dad got all of us for, for Christmas. I have a black one. So I'm thinking I'll wear these kicking boots, the black jeans, the, the black comfy snuggy thing. And like some dark sunglasses and just prowl the streets of Portland. <laughs> Be like a superhero, like a fucking anti-fascist grimace. And ex- <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a way better tag <laughs> than I could have come up with. Anti-fascist grimace. That's very good. Grimace especially is the cons- big, he's, he's the big the purple, purple nugget, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I was going to say, especially knowing that grimace is a fascist, having anti-fascist grimace is, is, uh, is powerful. Yeah, we need that to counter him. It's a good, it's a good look. That's that's my new aesthetic goth antifa grimace. I did want to say uh, briefly during our, our goth tangent there, uh, when I worked at the Renaissance Festival, I I was a peasant one year, and so I just had like simple brown peasant clothing, and I would walk up to goth folks at the festival and say, "I wear brown because it's the color of me soul." <laughs> That's a good bit. I yeah. like that. Never got a laugh one time from the goth people. They did not appreciate it, but I laughed uh, a lot. <laughs> maybe not the best comedy audience there. Not true. No, no, not not into it. They they want to come and look Could, dour and wear uh, corsets is what they want to do. They want to laugh. Right. Well, but but like the goth, like that's the cool dark, like dark soul fucking shit. No. You know, brown is the true color, though, of, like, despair and right. shitting yourself in the bathtub and, and dried <laughs> blood yeah, and, and, and old moldy bread. Okay. You know, and if you were into peasant clothes, you're like the fucking OG goth. These people are like some high and mighty bougie goths. You make a good point. So I think they just felt I think they just felt threatened by you. By how uh, deeply goth I was. Yes, that's true. That's true, dude. Uh, your soul's black, mine's brown, motherfucker. I've seen some shit. A shade shit lighter, but, right now. You don't but even also know a it. shade darker, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know the history of the color. Well. Oh, wait, I don't get it. <laughs> Is there a thing there? Is no, a shade lighter, just, but a shade I, darker? I was just making up words. They were coming out of my mouth. As I was saying them, and I didn't really have like a plan for them or anything, or like, oh damn, they it. were just coming out. 
I didn't mean to step on your bit. I thought that was like there was actually going to be some like historical thing or like (laughs) color theory. I don't know fucking anything about colors, dude. If you were like, yeah, brown's actually a shade lighter and a shade darker than black. Few people know this. If you said that in a confident voice, I'd be like, huh? Oh, that's crazy, dude. That's pretty. Huh? Never thought about that. Okay. Sorry for stepping on your boot with your your bit with the new the new boots. I just want to mention, last week, uh, Donovan released a time-lapse video of him recording uh, the episode. I'm doing one right now, and I cannot stop making takes to camera. I can't do it. I have to. <laughs> you got to put it off to the side. I, I think, I mean, you're not, it's not going to notice. You, I, I looked at it a couple of times when I was recording, and I, I don't sure. think it goes so fast. You probably won't notice. I just put it off to the side and, and pretend the camera's not there. That's horrible advice. That just makes me look at cameras. I'm just excited He'll to have good. everyone see my my vape plumes. Yeah, we're, this fucking relationship train is about to leave the station. Choo choo, bitch! Seeing Arthur blowing off steam this this whole fucking time. <laughs> All right, well, let out let out a big old cloud here. This is a show about relationships. Let's answer the first relationship question. What do you say? Cotton. I'd like that. There we go. Perfect. Chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it, choo choo. <laughs> My boyfriend didn't like what I said to him during sex. Is this a turnoff? So yesterday we were getting it on. I was giving him oral. He likes when I talk in my quote unquote sexy voice. So to be cute, I told him I wanted to say all the things I admire about him. I start off with one. You are an honest person and I like that. Two. You have a great relationship with your mom. (laughs) He stopped me right there and was like, um, can we not talk about that? It was super awkward because I was complimenting him, but maybe mentioning his mom as a turnoff question mark. I am not sure. What do you guys think? And that was posted by kick Kathleen Kennedy. Did you hear that special siren that I just put in? That is troll detected. I have detected a troll in our midst. This is, this is not for real. Like I could, I would believe it if, in fact, he had brought up like, "Oh yeah, fucking talk, you know, tell me, tell me what you like about me." I don't know, that's weird too. And then she said that, but she was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna tell you all the things I like about you." Oh, oh, word, okay. Fucking tell me all about it. You're really good at communicating. <laughs> uh, yeah i can't (laughs) your eyebrows are always so well groomed (laughs) fuck dude i got a raging heart on now we gotta we gotta cut this out (laughs) now i I think this is probably a troll too but But part part of me though part of me is thinking though because i don't know man people i could see kind of doing this she says to be cute right and uh Mm, i could see mm -hmm. like, like i could see the thought process here you know, and you're trying to think of things, but then you're on the spot and maybe you're saying it kind of jokingly, but then the mom, the mom stuff comes out, which is obviously really fucking goofy and, and nobody wants to hear that. I don't know. I, I, I give this, I give this a 20% chance of being real. And if that's the case, this is pretty fucking funny and, and just generally sweet. I think sure. Despite being uncomfortable, uh, at the time, obviously it was super awkward cause you know, 
nothing nothing gets people horny like thinking about their solid supportive relationships with their family members <laughs> nobody nobody needs that so that, i mean that's definitely a turn off but it, it, it's it's a sweet thing i thought it was funny i hope you're i hope you're not a troll uh because this this would this would just make me happy as a sweet goofy thing if uh if it's not a troll we're gonna put a i want to believe on this it's the okay. poster on above fox Mulder's desk in the X-Files, I want to believe. <laughs> I liked it. I do want to believe. Uh, so if this is real and you're actually, if you're actually, you know, uh, you know, worried or upset about this, this doesn't matter. You know, it's cute. I'm sure he appreciates, you know, that you care about him and you're telling him these things that you like, just maybe not the best in a, in a sexual context for the, for the future. You want to go with physical attributes when you're in the right. physical space. Right. Or even, yeah, no, pretty, pretty much just that. Or like yeah. you do such and such and like that turns me on. You can't be doing these, you know, just general, general compliments. <laughs> like, like you said, all right. Yeah. Or, well, you said to the eyebrows one, like you, you, there's a right. certain lane you got to stay in. That's right. Right. You can, yeah, you can't be like like your nose hair is always so evenly trimmed. Um, you know, I like the I I, I like the, the the mole in the middle of your lower back. It's oh, got to yeah. be a it's got to be a lot more primal. It can't be something along the lines of like you always keep your fucking bush trimmed so neatly. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some people some people might be into that. Actually, I'm sure there's a there's a fetish surrounding that. Like a, I get, I get, like a depil- yeah. like a depilatory fetish. Do you know what depilatory means? Does that mean to remove hair? Yes, yes, it does. Hell yeah, dude! P pilla. I don't know. I mean, I know that means hair in the, in the context of really? medical things. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, I stay had it away from, from the, the other hair end. talk. Oh yeah. yeah, I had it from the other end. It's just like when. Um, uh, me and college girlfriend, uh, I had, one of us had used the word here suit in some context. And, uh, that means hairy. And I had learned that, or no, she had learned that from the Bible. And I had learned that from <laughs> pornography. Uh, uh, everybody's got a tapestry of experiences that inform the way that they speak and yeah. use is porn hub. That's right. Well, it wasn't even Pornhub at the time. Pornhub didn't even fucking exist when I learned the word here suit. I think it was a magazine. Damn. Yeah. Two ancient tomes, the Bible and, and print material <laughs> pornography. True. Okay. Avoid. avoid so just avoid, sometimes the cute things. This is in general, too. Sometimes the things that would be cute and sweet to say in general uh just don't really have the place in sex. Maybe like a pillow talk thing, like afterwards. Yeah, you know, saying these things yes. admire that could be cute and sweet. But yeah, don't be, you know, don't be complimenting people's family when you have their their dick in your mouth. Nah, it's not I great. Is a good, or if you're you know neck deep in in their uh, in their vagina. Okay, <laughs> I want to believe. I think this next one's real though. Yeah, me I'm too. kind of questioning everything, Arthur, but I think this next one is. What do you? What is this? Well, my 19M. Oh, by the way, hold on, wait, wait, wait. This is a friend, 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 friend. brand product. 
Ah, it's been a while. Oh, uh, you don't want to get me started on that. <laughs> uh, so my my 19M friends, 20s, male and female, have been upsetting me with banter. Recently, I've noticed myself getting more upset from banter. I've always found it normal in a group of close friends for shit to be talked. However, I seem to have gotten the reputation that I can take shit talk really well, which has resulted in people being saying meaner more real things, targeting my insecurities and vulnerabilities. I usually try and act like it doesn't bother me, but I feel really crushed and betrayed on the inside. If I try to talk shit back, I know that's only provoking them to try harder, which I don't want. I have no idea how to get myself out of this. I don't want to seem weak. I don't know how to go about asking them to stop. I've considered waiting for it to blow over and get past it, but I don't want them to think I'm okay with being talked to like this. TLDR, friends banter is upsetting me and unsure how to get them to stop. Posted by, oh, crying in the dark. Well, we're bringing you the light crying in the dark because this sucks. It sucks bad. I've been there. Sam, I feel like this was a common issue. I know I had an issue with this in in like uh, high school, right? It's just, you're a bunch of 14-year-old dudes. You got a dumb sense of humor, and so you kind of rag on each other. And to an extent, like, you know, that's the fun and, like, fine thing to do. Um, but it can lead to what you're talking about here, where people just keep ramping it up. They don't realize, you know, they're crossing a line, and somebody starts getting upset. But then you're like, you know, can I, can you even bring it up? Because they're just joking around, and, like, it's hard to it's hard to address this stuff. And especially when you're younger, even, you know, even 19, this is kind of on the tail end of that, but it can be hard to like have the serious conversation. Like, Hey, when you said this, like that was, you know, it was too much that upset me. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like think to do that. I know I used to just when I was a kid, I get really fucking defensive about this stuff. Cause, uh, I had, I had like some physical, physical issues going on. Something with my back. I remember some kid commenting on it. And I like completely lost my shit at this kid, even though have, I was like dishing on people too. Are you familiar with the 1994 Robert Zemeckis film Forrest Gump? Oh no! <laughs> did you have Did you have the uh, like the leg braces like Forrest did? Was that your no back no issue? leg braces? I just I just had like a fucked up posture and I was mm. really uh, really like insecure about it. But you get the idea because like stuff like that, you know, and it's different for every single person. People could be like, Oh, they don't give a shit about this. Like, I'm just going to comment on this. And when really it's something that's like, you know, deep seated and then upsets them. Um, what I'm trying to get at though, is this is one of those things, you know, it seems off, but you just got to maybe even just one-on-one with your friends, you know, with a group, if you're comfortable, but I think one-on-one's easier yeah. to be like, Hey, you know, like I, I I know we dish on each other. Like, uh, you know, I like the I like the general banter with you guys, but somebody brought this up the other day and like that, that really upset me. You know, it's a weird thing to do, sure. especially the first time you're doing it, especially if you're younger. Um, but, it, but that, you know, that's, that's a thing you got to grow into is, is expressing like boundaries and especially with friends, you know, if they're friends, you, you know, you want around who respect you, you know, you got to be able to talk about this stuff and and be you know res- have it respected. I agree. Um, I think if you 
bring it up with a couple of them and you make it clear that you have some, you know, don't go after this. Like, you know, I don't love it when you talk about uh, my eyebrows or whatever. Uh, then maybe that will slow down or potentially stop. The thing I'm concerned about somewhat, though, is you bring it up with one person, right? And another person says something about their eyebrows, and then that person just blurts out, oh, no, 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 we can't talk about that. They don't feel good about that. And then that's forever. It's right. Just, it's all eyebrows from now on. Um, so what I recommend you do is you conspire with a few of your friends to target another one of your friends, and then the three of you just, like, fucking annihilate them, just, like, airstrike them with, with shit talk the next time you get together and you make them the target. I think a lot of times in these uh, uh, friend group dynamics, uh, there's kind of a target, and it seems like maybe you're the target right now. You gotta, you gotta paint, right. you gotta paint somebody else, and then y'all fucking <laughs> y'all <laughs> drop the airstrikes on them. I think, but I think that just feeds back into this because I'm somebody. I'm, I'm just not big on this. I don't love you know, it. Either, maybe this is personally. a personal thing, and I think as I've gotten older. You know, this is dropped off substantially. You know, you give your buddies shit for doing something drunk or something, but it's not like a constant all the time just shit talking each other. Right. And 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 definitely like you can recognize where the line is. And so I w- I would worry like it, it, it seems like you're getting to a point where you're realizing this isn't for you. I think this will start to die off as you get older. Um, but I I would just kind of step back from engaging in this a little bit. Um. You know, to try to because part of it, too, is if you're coming out like, hey, this upset me, you can't then be going after people because then you seem like a hypocrite mm-hmm. and all and all that kind of shit. I think you just got to have a real talk with everybody. And like I said, it might need to be one on one. And so it might need to be like, I, I don't know if this is practical, if there's like 20 motherfuckers in this group of people you're hanging out with. Um, but just, I, I, I think getting it out there, it it could definitely blow up. Like Arthur, like you're saying, I think this could definitely, you know, turn around and end up with you getting targeted. But at the same time, if you fucking express like, hey, this really upsets me. This is this is, you know, something I'm really insecure about. And they double down on it. Maybe that's not people you want to be friends with. Mm. Mm. Uh, Another tack to take would be to absolutely own the things that it is that they're attacking you on. Own the things that you feel insecure about, like. Uh, I kind of did this in my twenties. I, w- I had a group of friends. Uh, we were all DJs, and uh, there's a certain like as big a nerds as all DJs are. Every DJ I've ever met in my entire life is a giant <laughs> fucking nerd. Um, as much as that nerd ethos exists, it's also kind of jockey because you're all kind of like competing for disc slides. jockey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So you're all kind of competing for like time slots and you know, who's playing the cooler music and who's the cooler guy. Um, and the thing that they, right. the thing that they all seized on with me is that I'm kind of slutty and kind of a hoe. <laughs> so the, the joke, the joke with them was that I would jerk off homeless people for nickels behind the dumpster. <laughs> so every time Damn, an, I didn't know you did that, right? It's wild. So every time an opportunity came up to mention that I jerk off homeless people for nickels behind the dumpster, I would make the joke first. You know what I mean? Lean into it. Exactly. Like, I showed up, you know, I'm, I'm a little late to the club one night. Uh, sorry, it was a fucking rough night behind the dumpster. It was, you know, it took me a while to get back in here. This one guy just fucking <laughs> would not bust, and he was very insistent. So, 
<laughs> I don't know, guys. Sorry. So, like, if you can if you can own yourself harder than they possibly can, then I think it kind of takes some of the heat off. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe crafts maybe crafts some cell phones and just fucking like bomb the shit out of yourself in front of them, and they're like, "Whoa." Yeah, because that kind of burns the joke out too, and mm-hmm. I, I think I think that is a good strategy too, just because you know it's just a personal thing, and ultimately that's the way you should end up dealing with this stuff. Again, if it's close friends, you want to be able to draw the barriers, but right. sometimes it's a big social group. Sometimes you can't have the conversations I'm talking about. You know, maybe you're just not t- that tight with these people, but you like hanging out with them. Yeah, just kind of building the confidence and just being like, "Fuck it, dude." You know, double down on it like you're saying. I, th- I think that's a good strategy for this, too. It's a move. It's definitely a move. So, depending on how close you are, maybe you have the talk. Maybe just fucking lean into it. Um, but, yeah, I know, that sucks, especially when it's people, you know, you hang out with ostensibly. You know, that's like your relaxation, chill time. You know, it sucks, especially if this is something really serious to, to have to all of a sudden confront you know, some deep insecurity or yeah. something. And, and then they probably don't even mean anything bad by it, but it, just the way that plays out sometime. So I, I try to at least talk to the ones you're close with. And uh, I don't know. Try not to try not to let it get to you at the same time. I think that combo. Yep. Don't get them. You're going to be yeah. fine. Then get some, get some big boots and then start kicking everybody. Nobody will ever fuck with you. That's my strategy. That's my strategy. Okay. What's next? Question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Oh, shit. Where you been? <laughs> yeah. After a little hiatus last week, the question box is back in full swing. We got three questions in here. I'd like to remind you, the listener, if you have forgotten or are new, you can submit your own questions to this fine program. We'll read them on air and we'll we'll respond to them. We'll we'll give you whatever help we can. If you've got anything you're stewing on and, and want to ask us, or maybe just a dumb fart joke or something, uh, you can find the link to our question box in our Instagram bio. That's Instagram.com slash Radio Free Tote Bag. Uh, or on our website, RadioFreeToteBag.Podient.com. Co. Send them in. It's anonymous. You'll have to make an account and we'll read them on air. Nice. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with we have a long one and two shorter ones. I'm gonna start with a longer one. Uh just because it's because it's first. Because it's first. I want to point out that this uh is coming to us from the future because it is currently one fourteen twenty twenty and Body in, or the uh, free suggested box website is telling us this was posted on one fifteen twenty twenty. Oh, I didn't notice that. Interesting. Very Maybe nice. I don't know. Maybe they're in fucking Australia or something. Could I be. forgot how time works. Could be. Okay, okay, future person. We help people from the future too. We don't discriminate. <laughs> Here's the question. Yo, I twenty six F just started dating a person thirty two M who identifies as asexual a few months ago. I really like them, and I'm cool with not having sexy times with them. I'm a grown-up and can get my sexual needs met other ways. My problem is, although they say they are asexual, they're really sexual, and I don't know how to respond to it. 
They frequently want sex and they want me to be dominant. And not just occasionally, like three times a week plus. Hmm. I mentioned something about it the other day, and they insisted that they were asexual and did not have sexual urges or attraction. I'm fucking baffled. Me too, dog. I like this person, ace or not, but I just don't understand at all. I'm feeling a little crazy at the moment just thinking about it. Am I missing something very, very key here? I know some aces have sex, etc., but I feel gaslit because they're obviously experiencing sexual arousal and attraction up to and including coming. Please, Radio Free Tote Bag Bros, you are my only hope. Damn. Hmm. This, this seems to me, and I don't want to, I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want to make feel anybody feel invalidated here. It seems like this person maybe heard the term asexual and felt some sort of attachment to the term, uh, but is not fully clear on its definitions and boundaries and is still kind of figuring out where they are with it. Yeah, that that kind of sounds like that to me too. Because I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm I'm not I'm not super well versed. I think I've only met one ace person as far you know as far as was open and and I knew about. I just don't have a lot of experience there. Um, but, but my understanding is there's like a whole kind of range of categories within kind of like the asexual umbrella, you know, ranging for people who literally just feel and have no interest in sexuality. You know, up to people who, like you said, uh, or the, the poster said here, you know, maybe it's a thing they can only do it with someone they're romantically attracted to, or it's a rare thing. Um, well, and do those, you know, do those you know all anything have names. more about that? Those all have yeah. names, like demisexual, somebody who's, uh, uh, I'd have to look it up. <laughs> um, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a spectrum area. And like you said, maybe this is, you know, this person's just kind of working this out or just discovered this. You know, they don't they don't have kind of the the lingo and, and language to kind of describe where they're at or they're still figuring it out. Yeah. And so maybe asexual is like kind of the best thing they can find that that captures how they feel. Let's head on over to Wikipedia and read the definition of asexuality. OK. Asexuality is the lack of sexual attraction to others or low or absent interest in desire for sexual activity. That does not describe this person we're talking about. No, I would be curious too. Maybe they, like, maybe in the past they've been, you know, totally ace. But uh, what if but, they're you, just you know, super fucking kinda, into you? Yeah, and you have some connection here, and so, let's see, a few months ago, so they're still kind of figuring that out. You know, maybe the sexual urges and all that like are totally new to them too, and. And, you know, if that's the case, it would be hard to communicate a, about this if you have no prior experience with it or very limited prior experience. You know, you've identified as asexual, but you have like all these feelings. Maybe that's like a core part of your identity. But then, you know, they're they're still clearly, you know, feeling feeling things towards you and, and having sexual interest. So maybe just kind of struggling with that, uh, the new territory there. Drop drop this on them. Be like, could you maybe be demisexual? Aha, I found the definition. Uh, a demisexual is a person who does not experience sexual attraction unless they form a strong emotional connection with someone. Right. That, that that's the that's the one I was I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, I was describing before. 
So, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's the case. I, I think the key thing that you're you're saying here, though, is that you're into them, you know, ace or not. Sure. You, I think you just got to have a sit down with them. Be very, you know, open. Don't be like, you know, kind of calling them on their bluff or something like that. Mm. I don't get the impression that's what right. you're trying to do. But just be like, you know, you've described yourself as asexual, but, you know, you clearly have sexual interest here. Like, I I would wonder, again, what their past is. Are you their first sexual experience, potentially? Like, I, I would just want more details about the past there and then just kind of listen to them. And like, Arthur, like you just said, maybe offer some, you know, alternative possible identities that it is. Or, you know, if they're still on this, then kind of ask them, because I'm sure it's different for everybody, but what asexuality means to them. Um, and maybe that'll, that'll clarify it, you know, a little bit. Because I, I totally get this, though. Like, you know, you've been dating somebody for a while. You know them a certain way. You know, it's non-sexual. And all of a sudden, this starts cropping up. I, I would, you know, especially if you have limited experience with this like I do, I'd be I'd be very confused, too. Yeah, it's it's confusing. Though... I think maybe after a certain point, like with people's sexual identities and how they choose to to sort of name themselves, uh, you just kind of let them do what they do. Like you just kind of like, okay, I'm asexual. Okay, great. You're ace. Awesome. Um, and then they're like, do you want to have sex with me? And if you want to, go right ahead. And just let it slide and don't even overthink it. Don't even think about it. Just, okay, that's what we're doing now. Um, maybe you just let it slide. Maybe it doesn't even have to be a conversation. I think that's a good point. And actually, uh, yeah, just knock it and actually, knock and, it and actually a good, a good option here. Cause it does sound like you've at least tried to talk about this a little bit, but they're pretty adamant on it. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a bad option. That's true. As long as you're comfortable with it and they're, and they're comfortable with it, you know, it doesn't sound like you're, you're pushing them towards this at all. This sounds like they're coming at you pretty, pretty strong. Um, so yeah, maybe just give it some time. Maybe try to have the conversation later on, or maybe don't have the conversation if things are working out all right. Like, like Arthur's saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about what about what about this next question where I ask this thing? What about that? Would you like that if I did that? <laughs> I assumed you're gonna ask the thing. Ask the thing. <laughs> How early is too early to say you love someone? Ooh. Uh I don't okay, my my personal stance, I don't think there's a hard limit on that. True. I think you delay it as much as possible. You know what I mean? You yeah. want to be a hundred percent certain and you're going to wig a lot of people out. Even if you do truly feel love for somebody like immediate love on a first date, you're going to wig somebody out. If you, if you come in hot with that, uh, but at the same time, I think like that's okay to express once there's like a clear connection made. So I, th- I think sure. it's going to depend. Um, what was I going to say? I would just err on the side of waiting a little bit because I think that could freak freak people out, scare them off if you you know if you drop it a couple dates dates in. But it's it's hard to like draw a line and be like after date five you're good to do this. You know what I mean? Sure. 
Uh, do you remember, um, uh, there was a little bit of this last year, but it like maybe a couple years before that there was, uh, there was a woman in my life who eventually, uh, tore my heart out and threw it into a sewer. Do you remember, do you remember her? I do. Yeah. Um, when I first said, I love you to her, it was actually, it was pretty fast, which, you know, makes sense for the dynamic of the relationship. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we're, we're laying in bed and I look over at her and I go, I, I think I, 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 I think, I think I love you. She kind of smiled and she said it back and she said, I was thinking the same thing. I was going to make you say it first. <laughs> and I think maybe that's the game that you kind of got to play. You got to like, you got to try as long as you like, if so, you know, it's there, right? The two of you are both like, Oh, like you're really feeling it. Right. And like looking into each other's eyes and just, Oh my God. And you want to say it, uh, try to hold it till you can't hold it. No mo. And then uh, one of you is going to say it. Try to make the other person say it first. <laughs> All right, because being the first one to do it is 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 the scary part. That's the risk, yeah. Right? And I, we've talked about this a little bit before. Um, I, I think this is another component of this. If you're somebody who can't handle not being reciprocated, well, one, you should learn how to do that and kind of focus on that. Um, but I would definitely delay it. But like, I, I've had this experience where like, I loved someone very, very quickly and told them up front and was like, you know, I don't need you to say this back, but right. I know this is a real thing that I'm feeling. I just like, I want you to, you know, I want you to know. Um, so if you're okay with them, like needing more time and not being able to say it back to you, you know, like I said, I'd still delay it a little bit. You don't want to drop this on the first date. But like that, you know, that's that's totally OK. Everybody progresses at different paces and, and you know, develops love at at different paces. So uh, if, if you're comfortable with that, I think you can you can do sooner. Um, yeah. And maybe, maybe, you know, maybe fuck, maybe they got the same feeling. And like Arthur said, maybe they're just waiting for you, you know, to to, to say it, too, because. I think it's pretty frequent. Like if you develop loving feelings for somebody, that's usually not an isolation, right? I think right. it's weird that yeah. you go on enough dates or spend enough time with somebody to develop those feelings where, you know, where they are just not there. Um, but it's possible. So just, just be prepared to, to not be reciprocated right away. Yeah. That's a spooky feeling. Uh, are you, are you kind of a quick, quick to love person? I sort of am. Yeah, because this is this is something we've talked about before, or I've talked about with having like a gut feeling. Like I know pretty quickly if I love somebody, and it's not sure. a frequent thing. It's not like you know, ah, oh, every fucking per like date them for a bit and then it pops up. Uh, but right. if I really really like yeah. somebody, like I I know pretty quickly, and like I'm saying, usually I'll delay it a bit. But if I've been feeling that for a while. Uh, again, you just kind of got to feel this out, read the, read the room, so to speak. Um, yeah. you know, I've said it within, within a, within a couple months is probably the earliest. I've been, I've been in, you could count it in weeks, like three weeks been there and had it, had it come back, which was surprising. Uh, so I don't know, like, like we've been saying, there's no, there's no hard and fast rule on it. 
Um, I'd say maybe the day you meet him is too early. Yeah, That's I think early. we can. I think we can draw that as a <laughs> as a line. <laughs> <laughs> But even like, if it's, love it's, at first sight is a thing, and even if you're feeling that off the bat, do not tell them off the bat. Give it a little chance to make sure it's real. You can geek them all the way out doing that. It's um, true. You don't want to be geeking them all the way out. You can't geek them all the way out. Let's geek them a little of the way out. Tell them, I want to move in with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Read the room on this. No hard and fast rule. You know, but if you're really feeling it and, and you know, you sent, you're close to this person and you, you know that, you know, it's not just a flare up at the very beginning, I fucking tell him. There's nothing wrong with being the first person to say it. Boom. Okay. We got, we got one more in here. Also on the topic of love. What's the cutest real love story you've ever heard? I may have mentioned you got anything? this before. I, I do. I may have mentioned this before on the podcast. Um, I can't remember. Uh, I have a friend. His name is Steve. Uh, Steve is on his second marriage. Important for the story. So, some number of years ago, he figured out that he part of his back pain that he was experiencing was because his wallet was huge. He would He would carry this wallet <laughs> swollen with cards and receipts. And he just, he was like, you know what? I'm going to take my credit card, my driver's license and my debit card. And I'm going to put, I'm going to put a rubber band around him. I'm going to put him in my back pocket and that's all I'm going to carry. And that year for Christmas, his first wife got him a wallet. It was like, yeah, I've been noticing you've been using that rubber band. So I just, you know, I got you a wallet, you know, so you could (laughs) have a wallet. You fucking should you know what i mean (laughs) and uh i don't i don't know the particulars but they divorced and the very first christmas that he was with his new wife uh she got him a bag of rubber bands oh and that's that tells the whole that tells the whole story to me that's beautiful yeah man that's very cute i i like that i love that my dad's one of those people. He doesn't even do the rubber band, though. It's just loose, and he, like, folds the cash around the cards. I think <laughs> yeah! that's bananas, man. That's I wild. I got the big, chunky wallet. No back problems from that yet, as far as I know. But, oh, man. Yeah, it's, that's a loose cannon. That brings me to, to mine. Uh, is, is actually my parents. Um, oh. So they met through... Um, through my aunt, who my mom is close with, so one of her one of her sisters, her husband worked at this company. My dad worked there too, and they set my parents up. And uh, you know, they just kind of had a sense about it, and so they set them up. They went on their first date. I think they went to the zoo or something. I'm forgetting what it was. Great, but first apparently date. the first date was was fucking terrible, and like <laughs> they were just not getting along. They there was clearly like it was just shitty. A lot of like dumb things kept cropping up that were making it worse, and it it sucked. And so I think they both kind of went, you know, assuming okay, like there's nothing here. Um, but I can't remember which one of them it was, but they talked again, and either my mom or my dad was like, "Yeah, that last date fucking sucked. That was terrible." <laughs> and the other one was like. 
Right? Like, that was fucking horror. And nobody ever fucking says that. Like, they appreciated yeah. that they were actually upfront about it. And they were like, okay. Like, they appreciated that honesty. Let's try it again. And, uh, you know, now they've been married for fucking 30 years or something crazy. Wow. Maybe 25 years. I can't That's do huge. math. Yeah, man. I always, I always liked that. That's a great story. I think that's a common thread, and a lot of the really cute ones is because, like you said, the, the rubber band, it's just something small that kind of encapsulates the understanding between two people. Yeah. And you're like, bingo, you know, this is this is meant to be. Yeah. I like that. I love it. It's like, it's inspiring. It's like, it inspires me to look for the little things when I'm, like, starting a relationship with somebody, looking for the kind of the small ways that they get me. Right. Cause if that comes quickly and naturally, that's like a really very good sign. Absolutely. You know, if that like nuanced kind of understanding, it comes very quickly. I think, I think that's a big thing to look for in relationships. And so when it happens and somebody just gets you right off the bat, you know, even in, in a, you know, goofy way, like, like the way you carry your money, that's important, and that's you know that's a very real feeling. Love it, big fan of that. Uh, love it. <laughs> I love. I loved. I loved that. I loved that question. I think that, that, we haven't had anything like that before. I like that one. So thank you, uh, question asker. That was good. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, uh, hey, man, can I? Can I-37F just be a serial monogamist as an intentional lifestyle choice? The past Damn. 20 years for me have been a constant cycle of Step 1, content being single. Step 2, fall in love. Cannot deny uh, that while I'm being content being single, I get more happiness out of being in love. Step 3, around uh, the third year, have no interest in boyfriend anymore. For no particular reason. Step four, try to work on relationship. Read lots of books about how to make the relationship last. Nothing works. Step five, feel trapped and feel loathing towards boyfriend who has done nothing wrong. Step six, break up, break the poor guy's heart. Step seven, return to step one. I've looped through this maybe eight or ten times now. Experience and age have not broken this pattern. I'm also pretty surprised to find that my dating pool options have not reduced with age. In fact, it seems like I have even more options than I did 15 years ago. Luckily, I never married and I don't have kids because I never want them. So what if I stop trying to avoid this and just accept it? Tell the guy up front that I'm looking for a relationship for the next few years and nothing more. Find a guy who is looking for the same. Is that sick and unhealthy? Do I need to find a way to make a relationship last without wanting to get the fuck out? Or should I be staying single forever? Or can serial monogamy be a legitimate lifestyle choice? TLDR, I want to live my life as a series of three-ish three-ish year relationships. I want to know if that's fine or if it's sick and a terrible idea. And that was posted by Squawkaid. <laughs> huh. This is uh this is this is interesting. I've I've had a little bit of this cycle and I think this cycle reflects just dating in general. 
right? As sometimes things work, you kind of have the honeymoon phase. I mean, three years is quite some time. And if it keeps landing on that, um, it might go beyond just because usually you hit the point where you realize you're not right for each other or something along those lines and you break up. That's kind of normal. Sure. But the fact that you're on like eight to 10 times of this, I would, I would wonder if there's something deeper here and if it's, it's something about you. Cause I don't, I don't think, I don't think this is necessarily a problem, you know, or unethical as long as you're honest with your partners, you know, and you're not, you're not trying, you know, trying to do this at the same time though, if this is, you know, a personal thing, maybe you've got some deep seated fear of commitment or maybe, uh, if, it, cause this could just be a natural and okay, this is random, but like 10 times in a row, it just hasn't panned out. But I, but I just get the sense here. There might be a commitment thing there. And if that's the case, that might be worth working on in therapy or figuring out about yourself. Um, but if, it, but also if it's something that this is, this is just what you want. I mean, this, this could be okay too. I like, I would just, I don't know. You're 37. You've thought about this a lot. You know, you've, you've dated multiple people. It, it, this doesn't just seem like a, a thing. You're just like, fuck it. I'm going to try this. It seems like something you kind of actively want. I I don't think this is necessarily a problem as long as you're upfront with it, but I would, I don't know how you would go about being like, Hey, do you want to date for three years and then cut it off? I think <laughs> right, you might be cutting off. Difficulty. You might be cutting off a lot of potentially good relationships. You know, if you put the, if you put the gate on it and, uh, so I don't like, I'd kind of want to just see what happens. If this keeps happening, that's okay. You know, as long as you're upfront about your feelings through it, I, I don't know. This is this is a weird one. I just I just I feel like we can't recommend somebody just put a three year gate on every relationship. What do you think? <sighs> uh, a lot of people date with the intention of finding the forever person. In fact, I think most people date with the intention of finding the forever person, and maybe it's possible that you just haven't found him yet. You just haven't come around. You haven't uh, looked uh, into the right pair of pants. I don't know where I'm going. Um, <laughs> but like, so three years in, you start feeling trapped. Um, yeah, that's called that's called committing and settling down. Maybe. Right. Um, you start to think about your other options. You're like, oh man, where could I? Where else could I go? Oh man, it's because you're looking for an out. And I don't like it's it's definitely as it's coming out of my mouth and as my thoughts are forming around this question, it's sort of sounding like I'm being accusatory towards this person. But maybe it's not. It's hard. It's extremely hard to say. Uh, so to to answer the question in the title, can I just be a serial monogamous as an intentional lifestyle choice? Yes. Because just about every lifestyle choice is an acceptable lifestyle choice. But in this particular case, it is extremely difficult to articulate what it is you're looking for from the outset, which is, I think, an ethical part of uh, being in a, in a monogamous relationship is making your expectations clear. And if you go, three years in, we're done, that's going to weird some people out. Because like I right. mentioned, most people are looking for the forever person. 
so to put an expiration date to fucking like put a running man do you know that movie the running man no <laughs> that was so it's it's a film where or, oh hold on is that running man fuck i'm looking it up no it's not that one what's the one where like people are euthanized at 50 like that's how society runs that sounds familiar, but I but is I that, have I got no is idea. Is that the Running Man? Okay, but so, so we'll just go with Running Man because we don't know the fucking <laughs> we don't know the actual <laughs> movie. Um, uh, to put a Running Man expiration date on a relationship is extremely fucking strange, and people will definitely be put off by it. But I don't know. Maybe you're gonna find a string of guys who are into that. That's a thing, right? And and if deep down, you know, like I said, you clearly thought about this a lot. As long as you're upfront with that, like I think that's ethically okay. I think that's ethically okay. Um, my my question to articulate it a little bit more is just because, like Arthur says, it does seem like you're feeling kind of trapped by the commitment and falling out. I guess, like, does that bother you or not? You know, are are you giving up on finding a forever person? Because you just think this whole burnout thing is going to happen over and over again? Or is this like truly your preference over that? Because that is, you know, a valid option. And and being upfront with that and being communicative and doing that, I don't think there's anything ethically wrong with that. Um, but but I would just wonder, you know, if, th- if this is truly what you want, or this is kind of you, you know, seeing this cycle happen over and over and being like, okay, like, I guess you know, this is never going to happen. So I'm just going to like, I, if that's the case, I would be worried again that like putting these gates on things, you might miss out on an opportunity that, that you actually wanted or, or miss out on some people, you know, who, who would date you and would be potential. You're kind of like limiting your pool, you know, just to people who are on for this semi casual shit. Cause yeah, this is, this is very specific. It's going to be hard to find people. I think who, you know, are down for the, like the, the, the rental relationship, like the lease relationship. Right. Yeah. You got to so at least buy, you be do this on a rent to own. Yeah. If you want to do this ethically and be upfront, I think that's going to be difficult to pull off. Um, but fuck, there's people out there. It's, it's possible. I just, I would just kind of soul search, maybe get into some therapy and see if you can figure out where this is coming from. Um, and see, you know, if this is just kind of a, a personal commitment issue you have, or if this is just, you know, who you are and, and you want to go with it, I, that's kind of a vague answer, but this is, this is a tough situation. And Absolutely. I think you just, I, you just really got to figure out, you know, a hundred percent what you want. Um, and, and not just kind of like perpetuate this pattern because, you know, that's, that's what's always happened. Logan's that is run. a weird one, man. Logan's Run, by the way, is the film I was thinking of. How you, how do you always reference shit that I have never heard of in my entire <laughs> life? I'm an old you're soul, fucking, Donovan. Th- you're four years older than me, three years older than me. Fucking Cheers and shit. I'm referencing, <laughs> films, I'm referencing films from 1976. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know, man. I Like... I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm going to say cuz like there was Logan run Logan's run references in the Simpsons. 
So I've, li- I've literally never, I've never even heard of this movie. At least some of these things can be like, I know what that is, but I know nothing about it. I don't know what the fuck Running Man is. I don't know. Oh, running I've never Man heard or of Logan's, Logan's Run. run. No. Both, 1976 science fiction film. I don't even know any of these act. Farrah Fawcett. I know who that is. You don't know who Rutger fucking Hauer is? No. Oh, my God. I don't like Come movies on. that much, to be honest. I think that's part of it. I'm not a big movie person. Wait. I like music and Is and, Rutger and Hauer in this? Did I imagine this? Search Rutger. Rutger Hauer's not in this. I read it wrong. Oh, well. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay. Start making fucking super dated movie references to everybody you date, and this cycle will end. You will fall in love forever. Bingo. Okay. Uh, ancient movie tangent aside, Arthur's actually secretly 55. This is when we <laughs> we just put it out there. It's true. He really is the old Jewish man in our... Uh, in our <laughs> Show art. (laughs) Can I just remind everyone? It's just a five head. It's not a receding hairline. I just have a big forehead. (laughs) Okay, old man. Okay. All right. Good. Good luck to that past person. Good luck to that past person. I just. I just want to say. I I hope you're able to figure that out and find some happiness there because it's a tough situation and it sucks. Like when your kind of relationship happiness doesn't line up, you know, with kind of the social norm that makes, that makes things tough. So I hope, I hope you're able to figure that out and find some, find some happiness. However, however it may be. Definitely. Best of luck. Okay. We got another, uh, another kind of emotional question following that one. Insecure about asshole when fucking. (laughs) Hi, I have no idea why. And it's not that my asshole is ugly. But when I'm fucking, I feel so awkward and insecure about my asshole. For example, doing doggy, I cringe so bad at the thought that he would look into my asshole, question mark. Do more people deal with this? Why do I feel this? And that was posted by Granny Aphrodite. I I don't even consider my ass... Like, okay, so as, as a bisexual man, I have had my asshole... And I don't even think about I just think about how it feels, dog. I'm not thinking about I'm not thinking about how it looks. I don't know. Maybe that's male privilege to a certain degree that I don't have to constantly consider my appearance. Like uh I walk out of the house wearing sweatpants, not shaved in a week and a half, you know, with like full neck beard and not not even really consider it or think about it. Um but this this is just this is a lot. This girl is very asshole centric in her thought processes. And uh you just got you just got to learn to let go. You're getting fucking raw dogged by this man. I just made that up. That's not maybe necessarily true. But you're get you're getting <laughs> railed out and you're you're thinking about how your butthole looks. You got to get in the moment, girl. Right. Cuz I, I but I can like feel this to some extent. You know, there is like a vulnerability in like an exposed thing. And assholes are kind of, you know, they're fucking funny. They're weird. That's where the poop comes out of. That's right. Like it's all kind of childish, but at the same time, like it's fucking accurate. It's a weird part of the body. It most, most of the time, nobody ever fucking sees that. So I, I can feel kind of like the vulnerability 
and feeling a little insecure about this. But like, uh, but like Arthur's saying, I would just say, I don't, th- I don't think most people are you're having sex with or paying attention to that at all. And if they are, it's because they're into it. I don't think right. anybody, I've never had this experience. I don't know if anybody has, unless you literally had like a nugget hanging out that somebody's having sex with you and they look down and they're like, oh, gross, a butthole. Ugh. <laughs> right? I don't, I don't think anybody, I don't think most people think about this. And so while I can understand the insecurity, like Arthur said, I think you just kind of got to let go. I don't, I, it just don't, don't get caught up in this. Right. And I don't, I don't think this is that big of, uh, nobody's noticing is what I'm saying. If you had one shot or one opportunity to put this man's whole penis in your vagina in one moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? You got to lose yourself in the moment. The penis is in you. You better never let it go. Oh, only get one shot. Do not think about your butthole. This opportunity comes, uh, I don't know, probably pretty often if you're on Tinder. (laughs) Oh, good shit. Good shit. Just play that song to pump yourself up. I looked up the lyrics to get the cadence right. Oh, that's incredible dedication to this show. And I hope all of you out there appreciate that. Strong bits. Strong, strong bits. Anyways, don't, don't worry about, don't worry about your butthole. It's all good. If they're all great. If it was something, go ahead. I was just going to say, if, if it was something that you'd like, that would be noticed like something, I I don't want to say should feel insecure because you shouldn't feel fucking insecure about your body in any, in any situation. But, you know, like I said, you just had like a particularly poopy butthole or some reason that would, (laughs) You maybe might want to f- probably be okay to feel insecure about because you'd want to do something about that. Like people would be commenting on this. I guess, yes. I guess, I guess they mentioned that it's, you know, it's not that their asshole is ugly. It's just kind of the, it's, but it's out there. It's also, I like, I imagine if you got like your butt up in the air like that, like there's a breezes, like there's sensations the asshole doesn't, it doesn't normally typical. see the light of day, right? Yeah, That's like true. it's getting hit with That's photons and, and breath and sweat <laughs> droplets and shit. I can yes! imagine that being. Oh my god! I can, I can imagine that being a little bit unsettling. So like I, I I'm I, so I feel turgid that. right now. I'm so turgid right now I've... thinking about the <laughs> photons on my butthole. I'm just trying to say that I, I like I, I can understand your insecurity and feeling weird about that. But we're just here to to kind of reassure you. I'm, I'm telling re-assure. you, nobody is to reassure nice. you. To reassure nobody, nobody is nobody is worrying about this, right? If they're having no. sex with you, they're not. You know, nobody's as you said, looking into your asshole. Unless I'd you're doing butt stuff, it. and like maybe they're into that. But you know, that's different. I'd probably, I'd probably look into your asshole, <laughs> but I. But I'd like what I'd see, and I would hope that you would have a certain amount of security around your brown eye. Oh, man. You You stare into the brown eye long enough, the brown eye stares back. (laughs) Yes! Yes! (laughs) This has been Radio Free Tote Bag, our weekly comedy relationship advice podcast. Gosh, are we glad you're happier. 
glad and happy. I can't. I'm drunk now. Uh, uh, boy, are we glad and happy that you're with us. Can I put and, one uh, more thing on this? Because I found a very do. good comment that I think Tag ties it. this up nicely. Tag Mobius it, Striping Inc. says, You don't know it, but someone is out there appreciating the fuck out of your asshole. And OP sent a couple heart emojis. So nice. I'd like to believe that they came to love their asshole and lived happily ever after. I love it. I love it. But I was getting on a roll, and what I was going to say... <laughs> what I was going to say is... <laughs> I'm sorry, it just stood out to me. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, fair, it's fair. I'm, I'm really glad we went back for that, actually. Because, like, everybody should have heart emojis around their asshole in their mind. You know what I mean? Like It's true, man. The the particular, the sticky parts of your body that, like, you think about, like, the next time you're concerned about them, put a heart emoji next to them in your mind. Right, because it's you, for man. Every, there's there's nothing wrong with being human, you know? Excuse you for having an asshole. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, You gotta love your whole self. We all got fucking weird bits. It's part of being human. It's okay. Yeah, go and get them. Go and show them to people that want to see them and that you want to show them to. Do that. Right. America, do what you want. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh... Uh, we haven't, I haven't said this in a little bit, uh, go over to your podcatcher, you know, so like there's a thing that you listen to this on this show, you listen to it using some form of software, usually from a mobile phone, sometimes through uh, a personal computer, uh, whatever the make of that personal computer, go to your, to your source for this podcast, give us five stars, do that. We like it and we've been getting more. And we've been happy about it. So keep making us happy and we'll keep making dick and fart jokes. Yes. Rate us five assholes out of five, please. <laughs> make us feel good. You also just, we, we get bumped up rankings and stuff. We get more listeners and that's, that's what we're aiming to do. Yeah. We want more people to hear <laughs> this. <laughs> we do. We want more people to hear us talk about, you know, having your asshole floating around in, in the bath of photons. Okay, I'm just five stars, about a cleansing, please. Cleansing photon bath is my new <laughs> PSN name. There we go. Oh man. Anyway, <laughs> guess what? Guess what? Guess what? What? What's up? I love you. Thanks. Bye. That's the sound an asshole makes when the photons are. Uh, Caressing it gently. <laughs>